Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Goodbye, University. Well, good morning, everyone, or whatever time it is, wherever you are when you listen to this. This is Julie Masters. And Annette Peterson. And we are having another life-changing conversation. Um, This one's going to have a little bit more of a focus to it, ironically enough, because I'm going to be talking about free spirit flying lessons which is something I've been practicing pretty much all my life. And um, so I, I want to just say from the, from the top here that uh, I want to start with why I'm interested in free spirit, why I'm interested in that conversation. And then I want to talk about some assumptions and ideas about free spirit. And then I will give an example of my latest flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I'm interested in the conversation and have been, like I said, pretty much all my life for a few reasons. One is that my mother is, I actually have her coded in my phone. She's not mom or her name or anything like that. I have her coded under gypsy. And when I initially started doing that, which was years ago now, um, it was with a little bit of a slight because I had experienced my mother's free spirit ways um, in, a, in a little that I as a child I felt not even as a child actually as a young it was more as a young adult I always enjoyed it, it uh, a lot as a child but as when I became an adult I felt like her example as a mother was a little bit ungrounded maybe uh, a little flighty. Um, a little flaky, uh, I don't actually experience her in that way at all anymore. And honestly, I don't know if it's that she's changed at all or that I've changed. I think it's probably more that I've changed. <laughs> and I've kind of grown into my free-spiritedness and, and claimed it a little bit more. <clears throat> I'm going to have to excuse my periodic kind of coughing because I'm I'm getting over it's been a while now, but I'm still kind of getting over the sickness that seems to be going around. Doing a little clearing, spring clearing early. Um, The other reason that I'm interested in this conversation is because I've always been called a free spirit and maybe felt a little bit of that slight myself about that. Um, But I also experienced it with with a sense of longing that, you know, people would share their hopes and dreams with me in some kind of a conversation. <clears throat> and I would kind of say, well, why don't you do this or why don't you do that? And their response would be, oh, no, no, no. I couldn't do that. You're, you're just a free spirit. And it always kind of puzzled me. It's like, well, what the heck is a free spirit? 
me that they could do whatever actually they were dreaming about or that it would take very, very little navigating, so to speak, to get there. And so part of my curiosity is about that. And um, and this is this is very much... This is very much a conversation that is unfolding for me. I don't have this um, subject matter all tied up with a neat little ribbon. In fact, if anything, it feels like something that I just keep opening and opening and opening to to more interesting and different layers of it. And I kind of like it that way. Um, the, The third thing that makes me really interested about this free spirit conversation is an experience that I had. Uh, it's been almost 10 years ago now, and I was in a college class, and we were all graduating. Some of you may have already heard this story on on various calls I've been on, but I um, it was in a class about urban legends and folk tales, and it was towards the end of the semester. And most of the students were graduating, and all of them were very bright. I'd been with these students all semester, as a student myself, uh, understand. And and they were just a bright, they were all beautiful, bright, very, uh, you know, privileged to the extent that just about anybody that's going to college is pretty privileged. And... And and the conversation turned to what they were going to do when they graduated, which was coming up very soon, and that their parents were going to kick them out, the gravy train had stopped, and that really all they intended on doing was finding a job that would make them a lot of money. Um, and I I was not making a lot of money at the time, and so I couldn't really feel like I could address that concern of theirs effectively, but but the bigger piece for me was I sat there, I actually was just getting like hot, like waves of heat and just feeling paralyzed, really, is what the sensation was. I felt paralyzed to say or do anything, but I was very conscious of the fact that I felt like just saying to all of them, what are you doing putting yourself in a cage when you have the whole world, your whole life ahead of you? And that's what it felt like to me, is that they were all choosing um, not even a comfortable cage. They strictly wanted money because that was their perception of what would make them comfortable in their cage is really the sense I got. And it just made it very conscious to me that I needed to address this sense that I'd really felt all my life of of people clipping their wings, clipping their wings right from the get-go. And um, so that that was a that was a pretty powerful experience for me. Um, so some of so I started kind of exploring what. What were some of the the assumptions about what free spirited me meant? <clears throat> and I actually, I actually, uh, I did this 
I've done this before, but I actually looked it up again. And the dictionary definition is a person who thinks or acts in a free way without worrying about normal social rules. I, I think it's kind of interesting, in a free way, because that, that's a big topic right there. Um, nonconformist comes up over and over again. Um, and, you know, and I, and I start thinking to myself, well, you know, all deliberate creators are nonconformists in the sense that they have chosen something besides the mainstream belief system about reality creation, what their reality is and, and how it can be created. Um, but in conversations, I started realizing that that there's something, free spirit is still something a little bit different than a nonconformist and one of the ways that I discovered that was actually in conversation with my daughter, who is most, my oldest daughter, who is most definitely not a nonconformist. But she states very clearly that she is not a free spirit in the way that she experiences me as a free spirit, which um, she very much enjoys. But she believes that she's not a free spirit and I asked her about that and she said even though she's very much a nonconformist she um, isn't comfortable with spontaneity or she actually is very much an organizer and a planner and <coughs> and likes to have all of her ducks in a row so to speak and she actually gave the example of, of traveling if somebody called me and said I've got a free ticket to Japan my response would be, well, when do we leave? And she's right. That would be my response. <laughs> when is it for? <laughs> uh, let me, do I have time to pack? Um, and uh, she said with, that her response, she knows what her response would be, a list of questions. It would be, oh, can I, well, when is it? Can I do that? Is is my brother, you know, she wondered her brother who lives over there. It's like, is he going to be around? Am I going to be able to stay with him? Um, how long is it for? Can I really do that? I, I have responsibilities here. Um, and she just, and it's true. She's very, very quirky, as we have always called her all of her life, from right from the get-go. But she is definitely does not consider herself a free spirit. Now, on the on the flip side of the, the positive of what a free spirit is, is irresponsible or flaky or selfish. And um, even, you know, even the, the expressions of free spirited in the media, uh, they're, I never associated myself with those characters. Um, I, I guess they did. They seemed kind of ungrounded, ungrounded. And I wanted to fly free, but I, I, it's important for me to feel grounded as well. I just don't go off kind of haphazardly. So, um, you know, so do you do you have any ideas or assumptions about what comes up for you, Annette, when you 
when you hear the term free spirit? Do you consider yourself a free spirit or just a nonconformist? Or either, or both? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before we started this conversation um, the other day, I would have said that I wasn't a free spirit, but I was a nonconformist. But then looking at my life and what I do, (laughs) definitely a free spirit. Yeah. Because the things that I've done are just so mm, different. And just so different. And there have been times when I have just picked up you know, on a moment's notice and gone somewhere. And then there were other times when there was a bit of planning involved in it. But people around me kept asking me, well, how are you going to do this? And what are you going to do there? And what are you going to do here? Like the very first time I I came to Florida, when I just packed up my car and drove down, I had no place to stay. I had no job. I had, you know, all I knew was that I was going to Ocala. Yeah. That's all I knew. Yes, that's something I have heard along with, well, you're just a free spirit. Along with that is, well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to pay for that? How how are you going to get there? You know, how long are you? I mean, lots of questions about the particular way I'm going to do things. And And I think that's maybe where there's a little, it, nonconformist and free spirit, like you say, nonconformist pretty much always comes up when you read anything about a free spirit. But I don't think they're synonymous. I think the free spirit part maybe has more to do with um, how you do the process or something of how you do things that are possibly nonconformist. Or or maybe even the way I do things that are, <coughs> like now that I've, uh, now that I have a nest, I'm I'm actually landed in a place for a little while. That's a very normal, quote-unquote, mainstream conformist kind of thing to do. But even that, the way I did it was, you know, in a three-minute conversation with my son, it's like, okay, you want to land someplace? Where do you want to land? Do you want to land in California? Do you want to land here in Utah? We were living in Utah at the time. And it was, and from that, it all unfolded very uh, quickly. Not in any real, like, well, okay, we'll we'll do this and we'll do that. It just kind of unfolded. <coughs> it wasn't really um, formally planned at all, and the decision was made very quickly. I mean, literally within minutes of mm-hmm. my the question. So that the form it took was definitely free spirit. But it was actually a pretty conformist thing to do. Um, you know, decide to actually move someplace and live there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Normal for some people. Um, so, yeah, I think that's one of the the first things that I kind of, that I wasn't expecting that I kind of discovered in looking at this was that nonconformist and free spirit are actually not one and the same. Um, so 
um, I, you know, I, I came up with some terms around flying to it because I realized that I hear and I use a lot of these terms. Um, I've definitely heard that I fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> I've heard that many times <laughs> over the years. <laughs> and, and that feels kind of true. And, and that also feels, um, to me, that feels very solid. <laughs> it's like, right, I'm flying by the seat of my pants. That's a pretty, <laughs> 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 um, it doesn't feel superficial or, you know, it feels pretty grounded. Um, Flight of fancy, I used that the other day myself, using it as an expression of um, something that was just totally impulsive and spontaneous. Um, excuse me, let me just, I'm just going to mute you for just a second. I wanted to clear my throat. Um, Doing something on the fly, that's that's kind of also something that's considered impulsive. Um, I you know, I've heard my dad when I was talking to him about a public speaking um, situation. Um, he he said that he had heard in the business world he he remembered that um, everyone has butterflies, but you get your butterflies flying in formation. And I always remember, <laughs> I always like that. It's like, ooh, butterflies flying in formation. Um, you know, I just, maybe part of it's because my I feel like my totem animals I, are, are birds. I love crows. Crows are definitely one of my totem animals. And, mm-hmm. and owls as well. I experienced animals, uh, owls in my life from a very young age. But as you brought up, the other day, um, Annette, birds still land. They still nest, they eat, they rest, they care for their young. And so being a free spirit does not have to mean ungrounded. They don't fly mm-hmm. all the time. And so I, a few years back, <coughs> talking about my moving around thing again, a few years back I, I was talking to my sister and I was kind of in a, I was just tired and I was like, I don't know where I'm going to live next. And, and I was, I was feeling a moment of just kind of frustration with that. And I said, Oh, I'm just so tired of being homeless. And my sister, my sister said, homeless? Oh, okay. <laughs> you're just traveling. <laughs> and I tell you, I, I still remember that. Just her, her total pup homeless. I thought you were just traveling, and I thought, oh my god, yeah, that is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of my my little, you know, whatever little mainstream critic voice I I still have in the background though. It's like, oh, I'm homeless. Um, and you know, that was just such a that's still just such a delightful memory for me. And then, of course, I have to mention my experience of expressing to you, Annette, uh, it's been been about three years ago now, um, almost, I think, um, where I was moving. It was was an apartment in Utah, 
and I was I decided to land there for a while because I have a lot of family there. And I shared with you that I was feeling that I was very glad to finally have my own place and I was excited about it on the one hand, but that I kind of felt like my wings were being clipped. And I actually <laughs> that term with you. I felt like my wings were being clipped. And you did some of your emotion code work with me. <coughs> and this was, and you told me, you said, well, um, you know, you might not feel anything right now, but you, you'll, usually you'll feel something or there'll be something that happens within a three days. And three days was the first of the month, which is when I was moving in. And I was literally moving in that day when my son in Japan called and said, we really need some help over here. Can you come right away? And <laughs> and I kind of sputtered a little bit. I, I said, well, I, you know, my passport expired like last month or something. He said, I will cover all that. You need to come as soon as possible. And I had a new passport and was on my way to Japan in less than a week. And uh, I I still have my son living with me, and he was not quite 16 at the time, but he's very, very self-reliant. And I knew that he would actually love it, and I had lots of family within walking distance, actually. And I left him with the house in the shambles and said, you know, you just put things away where you want them. And, um, you know, I was over there for almost a month. I ended up being over there for almost a month. Mm. And uh, he did fine, and I had a fabulous, fabulous time. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> it was um, definitely a very clear experience for me that I could be landed and still be free and still fly. Mm. And figuratively, <laughs> in that particular instance. <laughs> um, so so I, I've had a, a lot of experiences with this. I, I also love, love, love to watch birds when it's actually a really windy day. And when you think that when you know I see that as a metaphor of when things are a little bit choppy in my life, and I think of birds when the wind is kind of choppy, and you'll see some of them out there just riding them you you can they're not doing anything <laughs> except for trying to find it, trying to find that current and ride it like it's a huge wave or something. And that's always been a beautiful expression of free spirit flying too, is just taking taking the wind, riding it, and just letting it carry you. And I love that experience as well. So, go ahead. Uh You said something that really jumped out at me, and the word was haphazard. Well, uh, and there are ways to do things spontaneously and haphazardly, but that's really not what you do. No, no. It's 
it's not. And it's it's kind of interesting too because along with the free, a lot of people think of free spirits as being kind of daredevils or something like that. And I am most definitely not a daredevil. <laughs> you will never get anything out of a plane or, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a daredevil in that sense. But my my most recent flying experience literally and figuratively, but I'm mainly speaking figuratively, metaphorically, um, was my trip to Utah. And um, I'll, share, I'll share that as kind of an example of how it's not haphazard. Um, I, I did <coughs> my, you know, I knew my daughter was having a baby in January, many, many months ago. I knew that was happening. And, of course, um, I moved to Colorado in the meantime during her pregnancy. And she was, you know, expressed concern, well, you're still going to be here for the birth, aren't you? You're still going to be here for the birth. And I always said, of course. Of course I'm going to be for, you know, be with you for her birth. Don't need to worry about that. Now, (laughs) when I would say that, I had no plan in place, none. Um, And in fact, once I moved to Colorado, my finances were very much tied up, tied up, that's an interesting word, Um, felt tied up (laughs) with getting a place and just getting myself landed here. You know, it can be quite pricey. I think most people experience that, you know, first and last month's rent and what you need when you move into a new place. There's always little things you need, you know, trash basket for that little space or whatever. Um, right. It can be pretty pricey. And so as far as that went, I did not have any kind of a plan at all. And, I, you know, I've always, that kind of brings up one of my, one of my least favorite quotes. Which <laughs> 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 is, Something along the lines, if you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter which road you take or something like that. Or, you you know, you won't know when, when you get there. And I've always thought, wait, you know, my life isn't a recipe and, and I don't know what kind of cake it's going to end up being. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, and I, a lot of times I don't have a plan or even assumption about any kind of outcome is going to be, except for that I intend for it to be fun and pleasurable and beautiful and include my values of family and friends and include my values. But how it's going to, you know, what the outcome's going to be, I don't know. Um, and there again, in most instances, I really enjoy that. So that's that's an intention that I have and a value that I hold. Um, so every time, I mean, even when she she was here at Christmas time, and part of me was like, hmm, maybe she'll just have have her here, have her baby here. That would that would be convenient. <laughs> you know, I I'd already be here. <laughs> but I also knew that she had everything arranged there as far as her midwife and the baby daddy and. You know, just she kind of had it set up out there. So I was, I certainly was, had no attachment to her having her here or anything like that. 
Um, but when she would ask me, now you're still going to come out, aren't you? And I'd say, of course, honey. But I, I have to insert here that this is one of the few times in my life that I actually have a job, a job where I'm supposed to be there at a certain time. And um, it's a pretty, they're always changing my schedule, but I'm I'm not the one changing my schedule. Um, so I did not know how that was going to work. And as far as any other time in my life, I was completely free to go at any time, you know, at any at a moment's notice. So there was I did experience some anxiety and confusion this time with like, oh man, what if I you know, if I just leave and and they just fire me and you know, what am I gonna do? And and um I called I called my mom, like I said, the very example of free spirit and I, and I I said to her, you know, I said, I don't have any idea how I'm going to do this. But, um, you know, if if I think like a year in advance, if I project myself a year in the future, and I am, and I imagine, I said, okay, I've, I was at my granddaughter's birth, or I went to work that day. (laughs) And, see, I can't even say it now. I still can't say it without laughing. And both my mom and I burst out laughing. I mean, we just burst out laughing. It's like, well, that's not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> and But I still had no idea how it was going to happen. So um, so I, I didn't have a plan even a week before I left. I didn't have a plan a day before I left. When the planning started happening, and it and it was really interesting talking about this with you, Annette, because you said it actually was very linear, but it was linear in, it's like my impulses were in the driver's seat, and I kind of, and everything lined up behind that is really what it was. Right. Um, and it started actually the day before I left and she was not in labor at that time. It was it was a Friday and I went into work and on Friday is when they put up the schedule for the next week. And the first thing I noticed was was that I had Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday off in a row. There's only been one other time and that was this past weekend that I even had two days off in a row because I'm working wow. full time. And I thought and it just passed through my mind, well, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder if, you know, if that's been arranged for me by by the universe, not by not, not by the job, who <laughs> didn't know at that point that I had a daughter who was having a baby. <clears throat> um, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if Aurora is going to be born then. And then it also flashed through my mind, hmm, the full moon's on Monday. And my daughter and I definitely have an association with our babies being born on the full moon. I don't know if that's true or not, but we definitely have that association. Um, so I was at work, like I said, and I'd just gotten there, so there were, it was a shift change. And I turned around to my coworkers and just completely impulsively said, you know what, 
my daughter's going to be having a baby sometime in the next couple weeks. Uh, I just want you all to know I might be giving you a call. If there's any way that you can cover a shift for me, I'd really appreciate it. And can I get all your numbers? <laughs> I got all their numbers. <laughs> so, um, and and then that night, or later during my shift actually, because I worked till very late, I called my mom and I said, you know, I don't know when it's going to happen, but is there any chance, uh, you know, I don't have any cash to fly out there right now. Is there any chance I can use one of your credit cards? And she says, oh, yeah, of course. Um, you know, just call me tomorrow. I'll figure out which one will be the best. And just call me tomorrow and we'll, you know, that's fine. No problem. Um, so I I woke up that morning at 6.30 with my daughter calling me and it's Saturday morning. And, um, and she says, I don't I just feel weird today. I've only had a few contractions, but I'm just feeling weird. And I said, hmm, well, um, just stay in touch with me. You know, we'll just keep, we'll just stay in conversation today. Just call me and let me know if anything changes. But in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and just pack and get up and have a shower. And and, uh, so I did that. I just started in, and this was the part that was kind of pragmatic, linear kind of thing. I, I thought, well, okay, I'm going to have a shower. Um, I better wash my hair because I may, I'm leaving today. Still had no idea I was leaving that day. I'm leaving today. You know, I may not be able to wash my hair in the next couple of days. <coughs> um, so I had my shower, washed my hair. I packed up some stuff. I started cleaning up around here. I realized, oh, I'm going to need to leave food for my son, so um, I shopped. I got another call from her, and she says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having more contractions now, and I said, okay, okay. Um, I called my mom. I said, you know, so can I still, I, I just want to let you know I might have to call you later to buy this ticket. She says, oh, let me just give you the information right now, and she did. Um, it still was Far enough in advance, I thought, well, I'm going to hold off on calling my coworkers. I waited another hour or so, and she called and she says, Mom, can you pull some cards for me? And I have angel and fairy and goddess cards. And I, the first one was intuition. The second one was trust your intuition. And the, and the third one was fertility. I called her back and I said, yeah, I'm buying the ticket. <laughs> so I I actually bought the ticket first. I got online and bought the ticket right away, and then I called a friend and made sure I had a had um, somebody to take me to the airport. Uh, my daughter called me later, and you know I called her and said I got the ticket. I then got the impulse to I said yeah I better call my co coworkers. I called them and my the first response I got was oh no 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 you can't no I. We don't have him. And I said, no, you need to understand. And I felt completely calm about it. It was kind of like, if I get laid off for this, it doesn't even, it didn't even matter. It truly didn't matter at that point. I said, no, no, no. Let me explain. I already have the ticket. I'm leaving. My daughter's in labor. (laughs) No, I won't be coming by for even an hour. I'm leaving. And um, 
And she says, oh, okay, I'll, I'll see what I can figure out because I'd already called a couple people. And she called me back 10 minutes later and she says, oh, I've got it all covered. You're covered for the next two days, which was Saturday and Sunday. And I had Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday off. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is very interesting. Um, printed out my boarding pass, went out for lunch, um, got the ride to the airport, got there. She was in labor. We went by the hospital and um, they sent her home actually for a few hours when where we did not sleep at all, but we came back later that morning and Aurora Luna was born at 138. That's the <laughs> And so I was able to spend, I, and I didn't start work until Thursday afternoon. So I actually had made my ticket for Thursday morning. So I had three full days that I was able to be with my daughter and help her out and cook for her and shop for her and, and take care of her the way I really wanted to. And when I left, um, tr- my grandson's birthday is on March 3rd and I told him I'm going to come out for your birthday help you out for your birthday and I said it the same way I said of course I'm going to be at Aurora's birthday <laughs> 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 do that but I know I'm going to be there for his birthday and I'm going to be in Japan in the springtime too I don't know how I'm going to do that either So there's there's a very um I have to say it's it's not even like a firm intention as much as it's an obvious intention. This is what I'm going to do. And that's an interesting distinction. I like that. Yeah. That's really that's really what it's like. It's it's not like I'm you know there's no foot stomping. There's no... Well, it was just like when I called and said, no, I, I'm not mm-hmm. doing it. I have my ticket. I'm... <laughs> understand, I'm waiting. <laughs> and it just... It's just kind of obvious. It's an obvious intention that that's... That's what I'm going to do. I have not yet met... She's five months old now. I have not yet met my granddaughter in Japan, and I'm going out there in the spring. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's very well, even the way the way you spoke to your supervisor about it, what I mean, you were very uh, courteous about it. Oh, you, know, yeah. you didn't tell her, well, I don't care what you think, I'm leaving. And you just very courteous about it and said, oh no, I, you know, I'm I'm going, but we need to, yeah. And you had already taken steps. You had already. Alerted people and and made calls. Yes, yes. And all of that was totally just impulse. That was impulse in the moment. Because before that, I truly didn't know how I was going to do it, number one. And number two, I was dealing with some of this anxiety um, about, oh, this is going to cause problems for people. And I don't like to cause problems for people. So I was kind of dealing with this mixture of of emotions. Um, but when, but on the Friday before I left, when I saw that I had three days off in a row, 
that was that was truly I, that felt like that felt like a sign to me. It's like, oh, notice this, mm-hmm. notice this. It was so obvious to me. <laughs> um, so um, in a row, I was like, what? I mean, I had to look a couple times. Had three days off in a row. Um, how how am I doing that? <laughs> um, and just just following those first little impulses, you know, calling my mom and kind of getting that piece in place because I, you know, I really, I didn't know that if she could or not. I would have called a friend next if, if I, you know, can I use your credit card for a couple months? And that was part of it too. I I knew, I know uh, that I always get a refund um, the latter part of February from for taxes. So that's, mm-hmm. That was, I said, I just need to use your card. I'll be able to uh, pay it back when I get my refund. So it wasn't actually, um, can you give me the money for this? That was a little bit different too. But, um, yeah, just those couple little things that I noticed and kind of got in place. And then for her to call me the next morning. But everything, as you pointed out, Everything I did was actually very linear. After I, after I, it's like, okay, I'm planning on leaving. There's an expectation. There's, you know, there's a sense that I'm going to be leaving this afternoon. What do I need mm-hmm. to do? I need to buy food from Michael. I need to call and get a ride to the airport. You know, all that kind of stuff. And we had, mm-hmm. we actually had snow that evening. Just as as we were leaving to the airport, but we got there in plenty of time. I wasn't the least bit worried. He was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm glad we left early." And I'm like, "No, I'm supposed to be there. There's there's no problem." <laughs> I hope the plane leaves on time. I'm like, "No, I'm supposed to be there. I'm not worried about it." I I totally knew. I was in a state of knowing at that point, and right. there was a 45 minute delay in the flight, which didn't make a darn bit of difference because they always say that flight is like an hour and 15 minutes and it's about 50 minutes. Um, uh-huh. So that didn't, that didn't really, and I'm, and I'm, I, I am definitely that more typical expression of free spirit that we like to travel and stuff. I do love to travel. I mm-hmm. like airports. I like people watching. Um, I know I'm going somewhere. There's the vibe of people coming home from somewhere or going somewhere. Um, I, I don't. I'm by myself. I was there. It was a flight to Utah, so there's lots of families with children, and <laughs> that were in the waiting. And and I was I was experiencing so much appreciation for the fact that I don't have any little children that I have to take on flights anymore. <laughs> Oh, yes. Equipment. Oh, my gosh. You know, the bags and the seats and the bottles and the packages of food and and keeping them happy and keeping them from running off somewhere. I appreciate it so much. And I just sat there and I just enjoyed just sitting there knowing I was going to see my granddaughter at her, you know, being born and. So, so that's how so a I lot of 
some people will say, that's how I roll. That's how I fly. That's how you fly. That's how I fly. Yeah. And, and then hearing that story yet again, I can see where a lot of people think, oh, you're, you're just a free spirit, meaning you can take off any time. And they're thinking of a person that they read of in a book or saw in a movie somewhere who doesn't leave a note. You know, they're there in the morning and not there in the afternoon. They didn't leave a note. No one knows where they are. You might get a phone call saying where they're at. You might get a postcard. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, that kind of comes, to me, that kind of comes back to the expression of freedom. And we've had this conversation before, too, and I'd like to have this part on the call as well. Just Mm -hmm. what freedom is, because freedom is, um, I have heard it stated, and and I don't don't doubt it, Freedom is the core value of many, many people. They'll say, one of my core values is freedom. And I absolutely believe that. I I think that really most, because our spirits are always free, our spirits are always free. Our soul, whatever you want to call it, our higher self does not get this illusion that we're in at all. It's always free. And that being the that being the case, for me, we all have a core value of freedom. But where it kind of um, splits off in different ways is what is your freedom in service to? And for me, my freedom is in service to being present for my friends for my family, for my clients, for what the universe is telling me, is sharing with me, is communicating with me. It's in service to that. So it's it's the opposite of being flaky or irresponsible. Or it's my freedom mm-hmm. completely committed and in service to my being responsible able to respond to those other things. It's it has it really has no association with flakiness at all. So I have a question for you. <laughs> if one day someone came up to you and said, Look, you know, I have tickets to London, England and the countryside for a week you know, you can go whenever you can go whenever. Yay! <laughs> but it's just tickets. It's just tickets for you, you know. And there's, would you, would you make more plans, or would you plan it out more than you did to go to Japan and to Utah this time? Um, the plan. I can tell you right off the top of my head. The planning that would be involved would be I would call um, a good friend. I have a couple good friends, actually, and a family member who has been there. And I would say, is there, you know, I've got a free ticket over there. Do you know of anyone, you know, can I, can I make some connections over there? That's, that would be my next step. Is there, do you know, 
I could stay or can you give me any information about, you know, where I should go the first night I'm there or what I should see while I'm there or that's what the planning would be. But, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I would jump all over that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you would, it, it, the planning would still be, okay, you know, I need to make sure there's there's food for my old, um, you know, uh, now I'm living in a place, it's like, okay, if I was off of work for that week, I need to consider how am I going to pay rent. Um, you know, in a, in a situation like that, see, all this is very clear to me, actually. In a situation mm-hmm. like that, I would I would call my landlord and say, I have the opportunity to leave for a week. My rent might be a little bit late this month, but I just want you to know that it's still taken care of. Um, because I, you know, I, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. I've got a free ticket, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I, I would, I would definitely, um, still consider and plan on how I would cover my. Uh, you know the commitments or the responsibilities that I that I've already made, like paying rent and stuff like that. Right. So, would you consider that England trip, the planning on it? Would you consider that a little bit more traditional and conformist? Um. I don't know, I, I, because I don't really know. I mean, I it, I don't know what a conformist would do in that situation. <laughs> I think I think about my my daughter, for instance, where um, where you know where she said if I if I got a free ticket to Japan, you know, that she'd have all these questions in her. I would my questions would be. Um, Let's let's just gather some more information to make this trip as fantastic as possible. I I wouldn't be my questions wouldn't be um, can I go or not? I guess that's that would be the fundamental difference. I wouldn't question. That would not be a question that would cross my mind. Mm-hmm. So, so I I'm guess, trying. I'm yes to me a conformist that. It seems like that would be their their first question. Can I do that right now? It, it, but I don't know because I'm not. <laughs> I mean, as far as that goes, that's. Um, I don't really know. I'm just going from kind of the conversation I had with my daughter and kind of making extrapolating from that. But I, what would what would you say? You're well. That's what I. <laughs> That's what I was going to add on. It for the trip to England, it would I would allow myself more time to plan. It wouldn't be something that I felt I had to do right away, so that I could get all the butterflies in formation, or all my little ducks in the same pond, as I say. Um, but but would you? I mean, I guess maybe I misunderstood the question, the, the, or the the. Um, example, didn't you say if somebody gave you a free ticket to Eng- to London, England, or something? Right. Yes. 
So, so, so you you'd want to do more planning as far as when it was or something like that? Yeah, I would, I would be a lot more relaxed in when I would go. And the questions that I would ask is, what's the weather like over there now? You know, when is the good weather? When is the weather I want to go in? Because it's not the same as ours. And I would probably ask questions like you did, you know, or people I can visit or come, go stay with. It would be a lot more relaxed. But if if somebody said to me, <laughs> I just paid for you to go for two weeks or a month to the Cheetah Conservation Center and, and it needs to be done within the next, you know, two weeks, it would be done. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's like oh uh there's a difference in the in the in the timeline. I I wouldn't ask what is the weather like. I wouldn't ca- I would you know the sooner you get me there the better. Yeah. Whereas the yes, England guess. trip is kind of like when it suits me to be there I'll go. Uh you know it would suit me to be there at any time. <laughs> My my questions about the weather or where I would stay would be would be more like how can I would be the same questions when I flew to Utah for that matter. It's like okay, it's going to be cold. I better bring my coat. What coat am I going to bring? Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't be like well, I need to plan this more. It would be like just finding out the information, like you say, to to make it as pleasurable mm-hmm. as possible. But but sincerely, if somebody said, I have a free ticket to England tonight, mm-hmm. I could get myself together and be on that plane. I like it. Uh-huh. The first thing I would do is is call a, a couple of my friends who you know, who have friends and and or family in Europe, and and uh, I'd ask them, like, you know, what kind of, you know, what should I pack? How should I pack? What should I, what should I bring? Um, you know, do you have any ideas where I can stay? That kind of, it would be that kind of question, but it would be more, it, it would be more just the same way I did to go to Utah. Hmm. I, I'm going. You know, what linear kinds of things can I? I'd still have a shower. I'd probably wash my hair. <laughs> I'd pack, pack up my stuff. I'd make sure my son had food. I'd make sure I had a ride to the airport. So it really wouldn't be that different. Hmm. But but then, like I say, I love traveling. Yes. So do. I there's there's um. Now you chose a place that I would love to go. So if, right. if you if you chose some place that you know you want to go to Senegal or something, it's like hmm, I, I want to have a little bit more planning before I went to Africa. <laughs> right. Yeah, I do want to go to England, but it's not a huge. Certainly not as much as you know going to Africa for me. Or Egypt, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's—I mean—that's—that's that's an interesting point, actually, because yeah, you chose some place that I'd be like, "Yep, 
Let me find out. <laughs> <laughs> but there are other places. Like I said, I'm I'm not a daredevil. It's like I don't want to go to some country without my shots kind of thing that I, you know, that I don't know anything about. I don't know anybody, anybody there. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I'm not a daredevil. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, and it's, it's funny that you call that daredevil because, well, like I said, when I packed up my car and came to Florida, I didn't know anybody. I didn't. I knew no, but, nothing. Yeah, but still, to me, any place in the states, you know, people didn't understand my mom when she had all these little kids, and she would just take off to see a friend in another state, and um, people would say to her, you know, like how are you, you're traveling by yourself? She's like, you just drive from town to town. If you're driving to the next town, do you worry about it? It's like, no, you just drive. And then when you get to that town, you just drive to the next town. When you get to that town, you just drive. So that doesn't, <laughs> driving to Florida, I have to say, that doesn't really even qualify. That's just driving from town to town from here. Hmm. So, so you know, and that that's totally an individual thing where, where, would be comfortable for someone, someone, and where it wouldn't be, right? Because, and and that's an interesting point that you bring up. Because I've got a friend online who says, "Oh, you're going to have to wait for years before you can safely go to Africa," you know, because this is happening and that is happening and this is happening. And I'm like, it's happening anywhere. What's uh, what's the difference? No, it's that's funny because my landlord actually he lives in Oregon, but I met him personally when I rented this place, as you know. Mm-hmm. And and he sent me this long email. I thought, does, does he think he's writing this to someone else? When I first started it, um, because he was he was basically he said he had an opportunity to go for like six months to Africa, Africa, and. Um, how did I feel about that? Would I, you know, of course he would arrange to have somebody if there was ever any problem. You know, he's writing all this, like basically asking my permission. I'm like, are you kidding? I'd say, go for it. I mean, that's what I wrote him. I'd say, hell yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't have that kind of thing. But I'm just saying, as far as the planning goes, the planning probably would be a little bit different. Although I have friends that just went to Africa just within the last couple of years, too. So, I don't know. Take as long for me to mm-hmm. get those row as, as I initially felt. So. That's really interesting. So, very clear to you. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, um, but free spirits don't. I'm. Part of being a free spirit doesn't have to include travel, does it? No. No. No, not at all. I'm glad, I'm glad you asked that. I mean, that's, that's definitely a peace of mind because I, I love, yeah, I just, I've always loved going someplace new. Um, and in fact, traveling, <laughs> traveling doesn't, for me, it doesn't even really have to be uh, going any place. I, I mean, I'm thinking. I'm thinking specifically of. Uh, it wasn't even a couple of years ago. Now it's probably just a year and a half or so ago, when I was living in Utah, and um, 
my brother's girlfriend had gotten herself out to Nebraska. She was, and her intention was to get home, which was another state or two away. And she's, she has a mental illness. And she got herself stuck in Nebraska. And I told him, and he was going to drive out there. And I said, well, if you pay for the gas, I'll drive out there and get her. Because she was freaking out. She was in a freak mm. out in the middle of Nebraska. And I said, I'll drive out there. And I went and told my mom. And she says, I want to go. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, cool. I have somebody to drive with. And then I went home, and my nephew, who was who stayed with me for a few months, and all of us are Tauruses. Isn't that interesting? You think of that as a pretty grounded sign. Um, but we're free spirits, one and all. Um, I went home, and he says, "What? What are you doing?" And I said, "Oh, I'm. My mom and I are. We're driving to Nebraska to to pick up Natalie." And um, he says, "Oh, I wish I could go." And I said. You can go as far as I'm concerned. He says, cool. We were on the road within an hour. We were so freaking blissed out. The three of us, we went, we got snacks, and my mom got some. I still remember when we're, we've been driving for a couple hours, and, we're, you know, I wanted a little snack, and she says, oh, I packed up some. I cut up some a watermelon I had, and my mom was feeding me, as I was driving, my mom was feeding me chunks of the most delicious watermelon I've ever had in my life. We were talking and laughing. We were going to flipping Nebraska, picking up this girl, and turning around and coming back. We were all <laughs> high on the road trip, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. And and it's, it's one of my uh, really touchstone memories is, just having, it's like, I can help you to my brother, going to my mom, and and I don't even remember what I went over there. I said, oh, I'm, I'm leaving on this trip, and her saying, I want to go, and then coming home, and my nephew saying, I want to go. My son, on the other hand, who does, who does not like that kind of thing at all, was thrilled to have a couple days, you know, wasn't even a couple days. I mean, we literally drove there through the night, picked her up and drove back. Didn't even stay there hmm. ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was that isn't what most people would consider traveling. But for the three of us, we were just we were just like giddy, excited. We we were in a car going somewhere, didn't matter where, which kinda goes back to if you you know, if you don't know where you're going, you don't know if to get there or something or whatever that quote is, like, Mm -hmm. for me, uh, to a large extent, that is an element of my free-spiritedness is I just like to go someplace. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, Nebraska, uh, no no insult to Nebraska meant, but (laughs) it's it's not one of my, one of the states that I've dreamed of you know, visiting or something. Oh, yeah. Just long bit of freeway with nothing, as far as I could tell. Um, but it was a blast. We just had a blast doing that. Um, a sense of adventure and of exploring. Yeah. Because even, yeah, even here, um, 
No, I'm I'm always driving into a new ha- neighborhood. You know, where does this road go? Where does that road go? Yeah. But to go back to it, traveling doesn't really, I mean, I, I think it's more of, for me, the most fundamental element of it is, is willing to be with change, really of any kind. Mm. Mm. That's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. Willing to be with change of any kind. Even when it's a little bit uncomfortable. I actually, every trip I take, except for maybe that one, I I don't know, most trips I take, even if it's one I'm very excited about, there I will, I'm very conscious of there being kind of this transition where I'm getting things to, together and I'm not sure if I have this or that or whatever, where there's a little bit of anxiety, where there's just, you know, our our fight or flight kind of part that we, you know, that's just part of us, part of the human experience mm-hmm. is kind of like, oh, something's happening, something's happening. <laughs> um, and, and I'm very conscious of that. It's like, oh, isn't this interesting? I'm really excited to be doing this. But mm-hmm. I also know that as soon as I get on the road or, you know, there's that there's this tipping point where the anxiety slips to just complete pleasure and mm-hmm. excitement. Um, but there, I do have, you know, there is that, that little bit of anxiety. So I think it has more to do with change than it has to do with traveling a willingness to be in a state of change and to go through that transition. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the core of being a free spirit, actually, now that I think about it. I'm glad you glad we explored that a little bit more. Does <laughs> it have anything to do with traveling? No. It that truly doesn't. One of my expressions of it. But I think it has more to do with with um, a willingness to be in change. In change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this was a fabulous conversation. Yes. I I really enjoyed it. And um, thank you so much for doing this. I'm, I'm, it seems like it's more than an hour. Oh, yeah. We've actually been on for more than an hour. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I hope anyone else who gets an opportunity to listen posts any questions or comments or feedback. I would love to hear it because, like I say, this is this is a gift I've been unwrapping all my life. And I definitely do not have it tied up with a pretty bow. It's something that I just love to keep exploring. So I'd love more more input on it if anybody has any. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I do it and how it affects me and things like that. that you want to add or? Oh, I love this. I love this 
sense of change, of not being afraid of change. Yeah. And it's not something, I'm glad you said that, because it's not something that I ever would have said, oh, that's what it is. I was looking for words like adventure and excitement, and it doesn't even have to be that extreme. <laughs> it doesn't, because, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not a big, it doesn't feel to me like I'm a big risk taker. So when I when I see on people's, you know, one of their values is adventure, I'm like, mm-hmm. doesn't quite hit. Adventure maybe has a little bit is a little too edgy for me. <laughs> now, yeah, I understand that that's all perspective, but um, right. I I think for me that change is that the exploration of change and how we make it and why we don't and our you know, kind of our fundamental fight-or-flight response to it, that's been something that's always, always, always fascinated me. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's... Right. So, so, so that's, that's very earth-like earth- what's free-spirited to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's actually a very earthy quality. It really is an earth equality because the earth is going to change all the time. The change of seasons, the change from day to night. Yes. The change in orbit, all kinds of changes, always. The earth is always mm-hmm. in change. So, yeah, yeah it's, a very, it's a very grounded um, trait or aspect or viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah. One of those delightful paradoxes. <laughs> Indeed, because it's like people use well, the sun's gonna morning actually as an expression of you know that's never gonna change kind of thing, but it actually is an expression of change at the same time. It is because it's it's going through its cycles and it doesn't rise in the exact same point every morning. Right. It moves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they must not know that. It must be a secret. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but the idea that it's that it's uh it's a stable change. Mhm. It's kind of an interesting thing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I love talking about this and, and, you know, flying lessons. Flying lessons. Yeah. Something I always like to get better at and I, and like I said, I love, I love to share it with others because, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just it it hurts it hurts my wings to see others clipping theirs, I guess. Mm. Well, in that case, is there since this is the first call on it, is there one thing that you could tell people that would be the basis of lesson number one? 
Ooh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to have to ponder that. I did not have something on the tip of my tongue for that. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, because like I said, it's, it just seems like it's not something that's It's very simple on the one hand, but it's not necessarily easy. Mm-hmm. I'm, not sure. I'm not sure what I would consider the first the first thing, the first what the first flying lesson would be. Hmm. You know what? I think I think the first thing would be to notice whatever it is that makes people feel like, oh, kind of that longing that I hear when they when they say to me, oh, well, you can do that. You're a free spirit. Or, you mm. know, that sense of something that they can't do. I would say that would be the first thing is notice what that is. Notice what you feel that you can't do and you feel kind of, Sad or longing or something like that. Good. I would, that, I would say that would be the first, the first thing to be aware mm-hmm. of. Is if there's, uh, you know, there there might be, there might be a little sense of um, jealousy or envy or something like that kind of there's a little bit of an edge of that in there like if there's something Mm -hmm. that somebody's doing that you you know you kind of have that sense like that you can't do it for some reason because i mean that you know it's deliberate creators we know that's all illusion but i Mm -hmm. I think kind of kind of feel that not be not be afraid to feel that Mhm. I like that. Very good first lesson. Woohoo! <laughs> Find out where your chalks are, right? What? Find out where your chalks are. You know the chalks that they use to those wedges they put up against the wheels of the plane so it can't move. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, and I think I think a lot of them, a lot a lot of that sense feels self-evident. It feels it's something that's so. Oh, I couldn't do that because, mm-hmm. and whatever the because is, feels self-evident to the person feeling it. Right, it feels obvious to them. Yes. Feels obvious. Well, I obviously couldn't do that. I have. Ah. Yeah, it feels obvious. Like, I mean, I'm thinking of an example, and this is just a minor thing, and and it uses traveling as an example again, um, which isn't really the point of being a free spirit, as we said. But <laughs> like a lot of a lot of people. 
one of the things that I did with my kids when they were quite, my older children when they were quite young, is um, I would literally just, they would be at school. I would have, you know, they would have gotten to school. And all of a sudden I decide, you know, I want to I go to Utah to see my family. Say when I lived here in Colorado, they were young. Mm-hmm. And I would get the car packed up in about a half an hour, and I'd drive by their school, and I'd say, I need to get them because we're going on a trip for a few days. And they wouldn't know it. And I would take them out. They, they would call them down to the office. What's wrong, Mom? What's wrong? I said, we're going to Utah. <laughs> you know, there wouldn't be a darn thing. I would have had everything all packed up, and I had the car all set up for them. And, you know, they'd be at different schools. So I'd say, now we're going to go pick up your brother. And I'd go over to the other school and and do the same thing. Go into the office, say, you know, I need to get him out of class for we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and um, most people, most other young mothers, when I was doing that, would never, it would never cross their mind to do that. And when I told them, I, you know, well, why did you go? Well, because I wanted to. I wanted to see my family. I wanted to go on a little trip. Um, but what about their homework? Or what about this? Or what, you know, what about dinner? <laughs> I don't know. They, you know <laughs> like they just, they'd, they'd, they would just, it would, it was self-evident to them that they had little kids and that was not something they could do. Right. So that's what I mean by self-evident. It doesn't necessarily have to be some horrific thing or some big thing. or It's just, you know, it's keeping mm-hmm. you from doing what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm thinking about it, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All have free spirits, like I say, fundamentally. Mm-hmm. Our higher selves or soul or spirit or whatever you want to call that, whatever term you want mm-hmm. to use. Considering that that's fundamentally free, it might be just an interesting question to ask, too. It's like, what would a free spirit do? What would I do if I was free? Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Come up with some interesting answers on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Woo. Oh, fun, fun, fun. So, fun, fun, fun. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you asked that. Because, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm intending on exploring this more and, and, uh, yeah, being a, teaching some free spirit flying lessons. Cool. Good. I'm glad glad to hear that. Yeah. Have some more on this. Okay. It's already been, been like an hour and a half and we're still like, okay, we can talk some more. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's true. Well, wonderful as always, Annette. And yeah, 
I hope we get hope we get some input because I would love to hear what other people's impression is of what it means to be a free spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes, so let us know, please, and thank you. Yes. Yes. All right. So, until next time, yes? Yeah, until next time. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.